touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Powers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Snaps it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play. Here's a play. What's going on, guys? We are back. It is episode 47 of mm-hmm. College Football Talk. We are approaching quickly 50 episodes. Hope we are here. Episode 47. Mm-hmm. And we have our week 10. Yes. Yes, week 10. I am losing count. Week 10 recap. Nope, preview. A lot. Yeah, week 10 preview. See, this is why I'm <laughs> losing my mind right now. Yeah, we have week ten preview. I almost said it again, but we got a whole bunch of games this week that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Big slate this weekend, and uh, Dylan, I mean, how are we feeling going into this weekend? I mean, we're feeling great. We got some great weather here right now. I don't know how it is up in Gainesville, but very good. nice and nice and cool. Feels fantastic. Yes. Um, you know, we got some good games this weekend too for us to focus in on. So it'll be a fun one to talk about. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we'll actually hop right into it after. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Make sure you yes. guys are subscribing. Uh, make sure you guys are watching as well, though. Um, get, get the viewership up from mm-hmm. the last couple episodes. Uh, if you guys haven't seen them, go back. And if you haven't watched the recap from last week's, watch the recap first before you watch this week's yeah. preview. So it'll set you up. And uh, make sure you guys are subscribed. To the YouTube channel, we're trying to get to 100 subscribers on YouTube for the end of the year, and also subscribe if you're listening on Spotify as well. So we will hop right into it. We will start with the number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs and the number 12 ranked Missouri Tigers, as this is a battle for really the inside track for the SEC East. Yep. Winner of this really gets the upper hand on. The division, um, the yeah, division. Just... Georgia currently is five and zero conference play. Missouri is three and one, but Missouri would have the tiebreaker over Georgia, so they would mm-hmm. be in front first. So it's a very important game. This game is going to be in Athens. Expect a raucous crowd as usual. These fans there always get up for games like this, and uh, yeah. you know it's funny. You know you just going into this year. You look at the stretch they're on, and it's like, oh, these weren't games they were going to think about. But now, you know, yeah, with the new playoff rankings coming out, you have top 12, you have number 12, number 10 teams in both back to back weeks coming to town. Yeah. And then you got to go to number 17 currently. So mm-hmm. it's a big stretch here for Georgia, and it starts with yeah. Missouri. Missouri is no slouch, they come in seven and one. Yeah. And they have an offense that's very explosive. Uh, Brady Cook has played really well this year. Luther mm-hmm. Burton is playing out of his mind. Yeah, He is fifth in receiving yards, fifth in receptions per game. So he's getting fed the ball, and he's getting a lot of yards after it. So yep. they have a really good run game. 
Uh, defense can be a little iffy at times, but they mm-hmm. are very explosive in the red zone, which I could see being a very key stat going into this game. Yeah. I mean, this Missouri team, you know, they beat they beat ranked Kansas State. They beat Kentucky. You know what I mean? They beat South Carolina. They've looked pretty good for most of the season. They're no Missouri of the past, right? They're not the kind of just, you know, middle of the pack SEC East team that doesn't do anything. This is the best Missouri team we've probably seen since the year they joined the SEC. Yes, this will be a big time game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking at two big stats, I found in, I always talk about going into each week and do these previews. The the battle on third down, the third down mm-hmm. differential, yeah, or difference between the two teams on offense and defense. And then there's another, always another big stat that usually steps out or stands out. Um, that big stat would be. I think what's really going to determine this is Missouri, Missouri's red zone offense versus Georgia's mm-hmm. red zone defense. Yeah. It couldn't be on two separate sides, totally different opposite sides. Missouri comes in ranked first in the country in mm-hmm. red zone offense. So they're, they're getting down there, they're scoring. And yeah. most of the time they're touchdowns. And Georgia is 101st defensively in red zone defense. So, mm-hmm. They uh they haven't been the the usual teams or the the defense that we've seen the last couple of years, especially yeah. in the red zone, like where they're holding teams to three points or they're just not letting them score. Mm-hmm. Teams are being able to if they get down there, they're more often they're scoring. So yeah, that is definitely somewhere I could see the one um, outlier though on third down wise. I think it really is gonna be a play a big role is Georgia, I think is significantly better on third downs than Missouri is. And yeah. that's going to be a big thing, especially when you're looking at Georgia's offense compared to Georgia, Missouri's defense. So Georgia mm-hmm. comes in ranked uh, third, third down offense to come in ranked third in the country. Missouri's defense yeah. is 59th and defensively. Missouri is only ranked. Where was it? here crap i had it on here they come in ranked in the middle of the pack anyway on sacks so they're not really getting after the quarterback a whole lot Mm -hmm. and like we saw last week at florida if you're giving beck time even on third downs like he's gonna eat you a lot yeah he's gonna pick you you apart they come in ranked so um and georgia vice versa is the best team on third downs Defensively, the best team in the country. Yeah. Missouri's 60th on third down offense. So Georgia is able to stop you on third down, and they're able to get you get after you a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's just really where it's going to come down to is, I think, in the down low in the trenches. Because if Georgia's able to get pressure and make Missouri stop the run, because Missouri likes to be a run first team with Schrader. Yeah. And they like to do these get off the block, off like this uh, tackle, or uh, what do you call them? I don't even know what. They just like to run, get outside the tackles and get out there and run. Um, if you're able to seal that and just keep them contained and make them one-dimensional, mm-hmm. I really think they're going to – Georgia's going to have the field day at that point. I think we saw that last week too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right there. I think the biggest thing I would say with this game is that um, – because I think either way, Georgia's offense is going to be able to score. 
Yeah, I mean, they're... I, think, I think they're too talented. They're too good. They have too much cohesion for them really to be stopped. Mm-hmm. The question will be is if Missouri can score two. That's, yeah, keep up. Yeah, exactly. Keep up is the best way to describe it because Georgia's going to put up their points. They're going to put up their yards. They're going to look good. But if Missouri can keep the game close into the fourth quarter, I think it's anybody's game. It, yeah, even I, in Athens. That yeah, I agree with that right there. Um, it just feels like if you look, I mean, Georgia's offensive ranks, and Missouri's no like slouch on defense. I mean, they're yeah. significantly improved from when they were earlier this year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they rank 63rd in passing yard passing yards allowed on defense, and Georgia's mm-hmm. fourth in the country in passing offense. Yeah. So I mean, they're. Georgia's offensive ranks, they only they don't give up any sacks. They're ranked sixth in the country in sacks allowed. Mm-hmm. They're third in the country in deep third down conversions, second in first downs, fourth in passing yards, sixth in yards per play. They don't and Missouri is ranked 108th in defensive turnovers. So they don't yeah. they're not creating turnovers. This feels like it could be like that LSU game where except Georgia's defense is significantly better than LSU's. And they're gonna just they're gonna score, and they're not gonna let you score. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hundred percent agree there. It's like if they gotta be able to keep up, because what you don't want is to just get to see what do what Kentucky did, and just fall behind early. And you're looking at the knockout punch happening with ten minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because then the crowd's involved, and it just becomes a bad day. Yeah. Bad day. So it's, I think it's pivotal for them to establish they got to be able to run the ball and mm-hmm. keep get Luther Burden. As I'm very intrigued to see how Georgia plays with Luther Luther Burden because they're going to get him the ball. It's going to be mm-hmm. one of those like a Brock Bowers thing where it's going to be like you got to get your best playmaker the ball. How are the defense going to attack that? He mm-hmm. wasn't really much of a factor last year, but I, I he's going to be he has to be something this year. Yeah. So. I, I just think it's too much Georgia, realistically. I think without Bowers, it almost helps them, son. Especially what you saw last week where – They can spread you, the ball around more. You're they able don't to, feel confined to getting Bowers his touches. And if you're a defense, you know, you go into the week saying, listen, we're going to have two, sometimes maybe three guys. Two guys covering Bowers with one and another one is like a spy. You know, we are yeah. not letting him beat him, beat us. But now he's out. Which stinks, but it's like okay, now you got to worry about Lad McConkey, Dominic mm-hmm. Lovett, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint. You got to yeah. worry about Ra Ra Thomas, Oscar Dell. It's just it makes it opens up everything. And the way Beck's been playing, he's continuously gotten better. If he has a big game here, he's going to suit up their Heisman candidate polls. Yeah. I think he's just going to continue to ascend. I like I said on Tuesday. I think this Georgia team's peaking at the right moment, or slowly starting that peak, that rise. And I think they, they take care of business here. I think they cover. I think so too. I think, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a 13, 13 and a half point spread, right? It's 15 and a half. It went up? It's, it's been at 15 and a half. Okay. I thought it was lower. Uh, no, I, it's been at 15. I think it opened maybe it's, it opened at like 16, I think, but it's mm. fell at about 15 and a half, but I just think they cover. I think they cover, they win. It could be, it just depends. On, I really think the start of this game is going to, because Georgia recently has been, I mean, starting games a lot faster. Yeah. And again, if this ends up being a game where it's 21 to three 
out of nowhere, like that's just bad stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So I like Georgia to win this. I think they're going to win. I'm going to put say 41 to uh, I'm going to go 41 to 20. 41 to 20. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's around the same. I had 45-28. I do think uh, Missouri is able to get a couple good drives in. Yeah. And it's, against, yeah. I mean, I just – it like I'm just going to add on right there what you said. Like they if mm-hmm. they got to have good drives, but, and they when yeah. they get to the red zone, you've got to be able to take advantage of Georgia's weakness in the red zone. You've got to score mm-hmm. if you're going to have a shot. Yeah. But I can they get there? That's can the they question. do what yeah. other teams haven't done? And that's get Georgia off the field and create get back under duress. You know, look for maybe coverage sacks. I think mm-hmm. that's gonna be they gotta be able to do something, but I just think I don't think they are. I give me I give me the dogs all day long. Yeah. So, all right. We're gonna move on to LSU Bama. It's the CBS primetime game of the week, controversially, because yep. you know anyway. it's a historic rivalry. Historic though. rivalry. The game's always going to be good most of yep. the time. Actually, I mean, every once in a while it'll stink, but but yeah, game day's going to be there. It's Bama LSU. It's going to be in Tuscaloosa. It's at seven o'clock, eight o'clock game, you're right? Yeah, it's seven thirty. Seven thirty on CBS. I think it's mm-hmm. yeah one of those times. And so it's seven forty-five. Seven forty-five, which means it won't start till like eight. Yep. Because it's CBS. CBS games are just brutal. If you ever yeah. go to a game with a CBS <laughs> game, they every time there's a stoppage, two minutes and 20 seconds time coming yep. out. It's like everyone sit back down. I mean, they do a great job at spreading the game out to make it a three-and-a-half-hour-long game when it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the point. The point is that Bama if is continuing trying to stay undefeated in conference play. They win this, mm-hmm. they really put the SEC West on lockdown. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about how, like, where they started this season and how, like, shaky the offense has been. But somehow they have found a way. Defense has played really well. They're mm-hmm. holding it down. And Jalen Miller, I think they finally figured out how to use him. So he's yeah. been playing a lot better recently. If Bama loses, now you got some fun stuff going on because now you have, we're all assuming Ole Miss wins this weekend. They play Texas AM at home. Yep. So, if you have now, you're going to have a three-way tie pretty much for first place. Mm-hmm. Technically, Ole Miss would be in second or third. It'll drop to third because, actually, yeah, no, never mind. Because Bama beat Ole Miss, Ole yep. Miss beat LSU, and LSU mm-hmm. beat Bama. So now you got a three-way tie going in here yeah. at five and one. So that will just create a whole bunch of fun. And then it really could come down to next week with the Ole Miss Georgia game. Yeah. With if Georgia beats Ole Miss, then they like knock them out. It's like an elimination mm-hmm. game at that point. Yeah. But for focus, yeah, like that, that would create a whole lot of fun if LSU is able to do it. I also think if LSU is able to uh, go in and win, it's going to be because Jaden Daniels is going to have to have like a Heisman type moment in the game. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we saw this a couple years ago with Joe Burrow when he went to Tuscaloosa and led LSU to win. Like mm-hmm. he had that Heisman type game. Yeah. Jaden Daniels has got to continue to play like that, how he's been all year. It can't stop now because the defense isn't going to be able to hold up. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to be able to play well. Yeah. 
It's too big of a game for him not to play well. Exactly. The let me see. Yeah, like you said, it's got to be. I mean, offensively, LSU was on just really good. First and third down conversions, first and first downs, third and passing, fourteenth and rushing, second and yards per play, fifth and turnovers. So that that right there is a big one. So LSU mm-hmm. fifth in turnovers, like so they're not turning the ball over a bunch. Bama's only ranked 79th. What does that say? It says they don't create turnovers a whole lot. Which is big because I think LSU, if you're looking at, if you took, you're like, okay, do you want LSU's offense or Bama's offense? You're going to take LSU's offense. Yeah. So now you're like, okay, can we create turnovers or not? And I don't think that they can. What I do think Bama can do is get after the quarterback they're 10th in the country in sacks, and LSU is 75th in the country in sacks allowed. So I think that's got to be it. They got to be able to contain Jaden Daniels because what has Jaden Daniels been able to do all year long? I have to run and get, give somebody something if you want to do a solo session real quick. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. So what has Jaden Daniels been able to do all year long? That is create stuff outside the pocket, get away. That's how they pretty much got Missouri. They were able to. He was able to just extend plays and make it all make it all about himself right there. I mean, creating when the play seemed dead, he got to play there. And if you're Bama, you've got to be able to contain. Containment is going to be the big thing of this game because if you're able to contain him and play decent coverage downfield, like I know they can, they, they rank 29th in passing yards allowed. So they're, they play solid D. And, uh, Wait, hold on one second. Dylan's back here. Yep. You back? I'm back. Yep. I just had to give my roommate his towel. He forgot it. Nice. So I was just saying, containment's going to be the big thing. You know, if Bama's mm-hmm. able to contain and play solid coverage downfield like they can, they're going to have a good day because they're yeah. going to be able to get after sack. I Coverage sacks have got to be a thing here because they got to be able to just make Daniels uncomfortable back there. You know what I mean? Because if you watch, like, never if you watch, like, the Missouri game, what did Jaden Daniels do? He just created stuff all around mm-hmm. and single-handedly. That's pretty much why they beat Missouri. Yeah. Came back to, they were down double digits. Yeah, I was watching that game. That was a good game too. That was a very good game. Yeah. Um, LSU just has a dynamic offense. Yeah. I think Brian Kelly got a lot of crit- criticism when he first came into that program, but he has already proven himself to be a guy who can make things work in situations mm-hmm. where you think they wouldn't. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, we had talked before the season started if Jaden Daniels should be benched. I mean, that's it's crazy to say that now, but that yeah. was a legitimate conversation months, a couple months ago. We were talking about if yeah. Nuzmeyer should be the new starter at um, Tiger Stadium. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, it's it, 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 they 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 have weapons. You know, they guys they got guys like Neighbors who is a dynamic threat. Mm-hmm. That guy is so cool to watch. I don't know how you feel about him, but man, that guy is dope. He's really good. I mean, he <laughs> is he's the top right now in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, he is just so dynamic where he's at. He can beat you all over the field. Yeah. And he's gonna have to. He is going to have to do that. Let me see here. Oh, I gotta go to individuals. But if you're looking a uh, vice versa, mm-hmm. so LSU's defense still stinks. Yeah. They stink really bad. Yep, no doubt about that. Take out the shutout against Army. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's almost treasonous. 
<laughs> um, you know, they have played a little better. They they, they held Auburn to 18. Mm-hmm. You gave it the 39. I mean, although, I mean, if you take away the last two weeks, 39 to Missouri, 49 to Ole Miss, 31 to Arkansas. Like, they are, they are susceptible to giving up points. And Bama is, I mean, they're not anything good, but, you know, they're 78th against the pass. LSU's 91st in passing yards allowed. What I really think is Bama or LSU's defensively 100th in sacks. Mm-hmm. But Bama can't hold, can't keep Miller upright to save their life. Yeah. They're ranked 129th in the country in sacks allowed. But bad news for LSU is they rank 91st in passing yards, 73rd in first downs, 101st in third downs. Bama's 36th in third down conversion rate. Um, just a lot of bad. They get their 110th in the country in yards per play. So there's areas to just not completely good, yeah. take out this Bama or this LSU <laughs> defense. Like they can, you, Bama could really just have a field day if they want, which mm-hmm. is why this might be a shootout. Yeah. This could be an like one of those 2019 shootouts where it's neither defense is really going to stop each other. Um, but like I said, I think it's really going to come down to if Bama can create turnovers and take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win this game because they rank 20th oh, yeah. in the country in red zone efficiency mm-hmm. offensively, and LSU is 125th in red zone defense. Similar to Missouri, Georgia. If you te- if you're going to get down to the red zone, you're probably going to score. Yeah. So, did you have something? Nope, I'd have nothing to add. What did you? What What do you think the final score would be? So the line is currently plus three, or LSU plus three. I I I think LSU wins this. I think Jaden Daniels has that Heisman type moment. Whether or not he wins it, I don't know. I just think I like I take and today's just college football. You got to have a good offense if you're going to win. Yeah. I mean, regardless of how good your defense is, if your offense is really good, you're going to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So give me LSU to win at least the cover. They beat the same team last year with Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. And now you have a significantly not as good quarterback in Jalen Milrow. If Jalen Milrow can't stay upright, I'm going to take, and they're struggling, LSU is going to score some points. I know that. So I'm going to take the Tigers to win 30, 33 to 20, 24. Okay. I, I also have the Tigers winning. I just think they their offense is a lot better still. Mm-hmm. Even with the cohesion that they've been able to make with Jalen Milrow under center there, I yeah. still think LSU is a big – there's a big gap between those offenses. Mm-hmm. I think LSU wins 31-28 with a game-winning drive by Milrow to put them in field goal position. So you, Alabama wins 31-28? No, oh, I'm sorry. not. J- I mean, Jaden Daniels. Gotcha. L- I think LSU wins at the end. Nice. Listen, how crazy that be if LSU – or LSU gives Bama their second loss at home. Yeah. Like, that's unheard of. Yeah, no, that it would be – It'd be something to watch. And it would knock out Bama probably from the playoff. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have any wins over really anybody except for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, USF. We're going to move on, though, to Kansas State, 
Texas. This is big noon kickoffs game. Mm-hmm. And this is a very, very interesting, intriguing game as far as the whole Big 12 goes. Texas comes in with Lee Murphy leading the charge at quarterback. It's not going to be uh, who is uh, Quinn Ewers. Oh, I just mm-hmm. right there. Quinn Ewers. So it'll be Murphy. You, here comes Kansas State. Kansas State's been rolling. They've added along like this two quarterback system with Avery Johnson, who can just run and run and just fly while he's doing it. Will Howard's mm. still there, tossing yep. the pigskin around. And I mean, winners are the last three, and they've scored 41 points in the defense for Kansas State. Kansas State has scored 41 points in the last two games, and they've only given up three points. And this I would say their, their margin of victory has been by 32 points per game the last three games. Yeah, so they're scored a bunch, and they're not giving up a bunch. And yeah. if you're Texas, I like how the game's at home. I think mm-hmm. it helps. Yeah, I but, think so I mean, too. I think just, that's the only reason I could even yeah. think they could win, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is honestly, if you're just looking at stats, it's a pretty evenly matched game. The only thing I could see if the big thing is going to be, I think, if Kansas State's able to run the ball mm-hmm. and give give uh, Texas's defense some issues, especially from the quarterback position. Because if yeah. we've seen this year, quarterbacks that can run have given Texas fits. Mm-hmm. Kansas, Jackson Bean did, gave them some fits. Yeah, uh, and Dylan Gabriel was a machine against Texas. Yep, Jalen Milrow had some some spots, um, but if, so if there's a team, if there's an area to pounce on Texas right there, that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like offensively, defensively, these two teams ranked Kansas State's fourth and third down conversion offensively. Defensively, Kansas is or Texas is third. Yeah, you know. Very offensive-minded team right here for Kansas State. It should be a good game. It's very evenly matched teams, though. That's the only thing mm-hmm. I could say. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, I, I, I do with with Texas being down Quinn Ewers. I do almost want to lean Kansas State here, just mm-hmm. because. I mean, you you have your you have the guy who your entire offense is built around. Mm-hmm. Gone. Yeah. He's gone. There is no right. he might show he's not playing at all. He's There's not no playing this game. He's he may be back possibly next week or the week after. It just depends on how that AC is. Yeah. But like this was the big game that mm-hmm. is now all of a sudden, like you said, I mean if Kansas State wins, it gives Texas their second conference loss. Yep. Kansas State moves up to five and one in conference play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gives. I mean, the Big Twelve is going to end for a wild finish here. Yeah, give a whole bunch of teams with one loss, a couple teams with two losses. So, I mean, it's wide open, and it's really also yeah. going to depend on how the Bedlam game goes. Also, we'll talk about in a little bit or right after this mm-hmm. for Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. But if we're focusing on this game, the nothing against Malik Murphy, but he's not Quinn Ewers. Yeah, and so I just think that's. That might be enough that, for a, an upset right there. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, I, are you ready to make your prediction with this one? I, I am. I like. I think Kansas State wins this. I, I me too. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a very it's a close game because how yeah. evenly matched these teams are. I mm-hmm. think Texas is 
weapons on the outside have got to be able to step up. Yeah. Continue to play really well. Jonathan Brooks is going to have to play well. But I, I just don't, I don't know. I think Kansas State's just in another gear right now, and I just don't see Texas stopping it. I'm going to get take give me the Wildcats to win outright. And give me them 34 to 30. I'm going to take them. 34, what was it? 34 to what? 30. 34 30. I was thinking similar. I'm going to go 28 24. Kansas State pulls it out. I just I just think Kansas State, they're going to struggle a little bit because Texas does have a really good defense. It is in uh, DKR, and it's probably going to be a sold out crowd too. Mm-hmm. So, Unlike I, those I, 11 a.m. kicks there. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I'm going to lean Kansas State pulls the upset. And we'll stay in the Big 12 as mm-hmm. we will, like I just said, we'll move on now to the potentially final bedlam for the time being. Yep. This is a, a game between two teams that don't like each other. Um, state legislator and the state of Oklahoma have their sides with this game. And uh, it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. It is in Oklahoma State area, it, which is – where are they? They're in um, Stillwater. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Game's in Stillwater. It's a 330 kick, ABC. Um, the biggest thing for me is it's going to be Ollie Gordon. If he's able to just run wild against the Sooners, yeah. and the Sooners have given up a lot of running yards last couple weeks, or on the ground at least, uh, that's going to be an issue. Issue, issue, issue. Because Ollie Gordon comes in ranked first in the country in rushing yards. He's averaged over – he's had over 280 yards on the ground the last two games and over over 120, I think, the last four. So they're feeding the rock. Alex Bowman settling in at quarterback. So they found a quarterback after the start of the year where they were – I think they lost to South, South Alabama at home. It was – but they have turned it around, and they have one loss too in the Big 12. And that's why I really like Oklahoma State here. Yeah, no, I would I, say I really like Oklahoma State too. I mean, I think being in Stillwater is huge. Last game in this rivalry for who knows how long um, is a big deal, and this is a personal game for Oklahoma State players a lot more than it is for Oklahoma players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just this is this is the game to win as for Mike Gundy and his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking off for Sooners out there that are looking for a bright spot, uh, Oklahoma State's defensively is able to be taken advantage of defensively. Uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State ranks 92nd in pass and 102nd in run defense. Yeah, and lucky for Sooner fans, 11th in the country in passing yards and 34th in rushing yards. Also 26 in yards per play, and Oklahoma State is 98th in yards per play, giving up. So they'll give up chunks, mm-hmm. but but they're also able to score a bunch. Yeah. And if Oklahoma it just worries me with Oklahoma, like they've been playing, they haven't been outside of the Texas game, like after since post since the Texas game, like they haven't been anything like that we thought they were. Like I thought after the Texas yeah. game, like they were going to be like a machine. And there's not much going to stop them. And UCF yeah. about got them. Kansas got them. 
And now they have a team with Oklahoma State that's just as well been rolling. Ollie Gordon mm-hmm. can't be stopped by anybody. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it just it feels like a bad matchup for Oklahoma this game. That's why I I mean I love the Sooners here. Or not the Sooners. I love the Cowboys. I love the here. Cowboys here too. Yeah. I like the Cowboys. I like Oklahoma State's gonna win this. Mm-hmm. It is a very close game as well. These Big 12 games yeah. are close and high and very high scoring. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a back and forth affair. If Oklahoma wants to win, they've got to be able to take advantage of Oklahoma State's defensive flaws. Yeah. I think Dylan Gabriel's got to be able to create. And but they can't fall behind like they have mm-hmm. been the last couple weeks. They fell behind to Kansas. They also, I mean, fell behind to UCF. You can't yeah. continue to do that. And you can't, you got to somehow contain Ollie Gordon. And Ollie Gordon hasn't let that happen much. So give me the soon, or the, dang it, I keep saying the Sooners. Give me the Cowboys to win. Mm, give me a 38 to 38 27. Okay. Okay. So the Cowboys win by 11. Yeah. I, I just think it's a spot where it's close, and but they can't, Ollie Gordon just, it's all Ollie Gordon. Team Ollie mm-hmm. Gordon right here. This could be a big Heisman thing for him, too. Yeah. He could be that non-quarterback if he just keeps on rolling. Mm-hmm. I, You know, it's a respectable score. It's a respectable score. I, You know, I do think it's going to be really close. Like, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I'm going to go uh, Oklahoma State wins 42-41. Oklahoma blows it right at the end. Nice, nice. Can you imagine if you you're just thinking if mm-hmm. you're fast or excuse me backtrack a couple weeks ago yeah and just had that great game at the Cotton Bowl you're like just can't wait for round two like yeah just can't wait and now all of a sudden Oklahoma and Texas are if we both think they are they both yeah. lose this weekend they're not they are in deep trouble not even making yeah. the play, the conference championship game mm-hmm. forget the playoff. They can't win the conference title game. They won't even make it there. I mean, you could have a spot where it's Iowa State and Oklahoma State playing a Big 12 title game. So that's just wide of a thing after what we all thought a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are going to move on, though, to our final big game to preview, and that is Washington-USC. It's kind of felt like it's lost a lot of its luster, you think? I mean, it definitely has. To a degree, I mean, obviously USC losing two games takes takes it down a notch from being a game to decide the Pac-12 mm-hmm. to, you know, just another ranked game. But the crazy thing is, this game still does decide partially the Pac-12. It, it yeah, because I mean, if USC gets their loses again this week, they are pretty much done. Yeah, for the or in deep trouble because that'd be their second conference loss. Mm-hmm. They'd move to seven and three. So if they lose this week, they may not be they they'll probably not be ranked next week. Depending on if how bad it I mean a three loss team yeah. is gonna be ranked. No this, but... at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um it's in Cal. I'm trying to think of positives here for USC. It's in Cal. Uh it's in the Coliseum, baby. Yeah. Caleb Williams has been playing really well or played well last week against yep. Cal. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ranked seventh in passing yards, and Washington's defense 
in the air passing defense is not good, at least statistically. Uh, Washington, 118th in passing yards allowed, 128th in first downs allowed, 102nd mm. in third down defense. USC is 21st in first downs, 7th in passing yards, 46th in third downs. And issue, though, for USC is that Washington, while they're giving up all that, they're only thir- they're 34th in points per game allowed, mm-hmm. and USC is 83rd. So, yeah. you know, I just – it's going to be a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. The issue is, and I really think it's the defense. The defense for USC is so abysmal. They allowed 49 points to Cal Berkeley. Yeah. Cal was a two-point conversion away from winning that game. Do we understand that? They they should have hung half a hundred over a half a hundred on them. Mm-hmm. Cal. Yeah. Cal. It was bad, wasn't it? Yep. It wasn't it on the Pac-12 network too? Yes, yeah, so nobody saw it either. Well, thank I mean, thank God nobody saw it. Yeah. Nobody wanted to watch that mess. And so if you're looking vice versa, Washington first in passing yards. Mm-hmm. This is offensively. Third and sacks allowed. They don't get pressure. Uh, 13th and first downs. 23rd mm-hmm. and third downs. First and yards per play. One big thing, though, if there's anything USC can possibly do, and that's that Washington doesn't run the ball very well. 120th in the country in run deep, or rushing offense. But I just think the passing defense for USC sucks. 106th yeah. in passing yards. 116th and first downs allowed, 62nd and third down conversion defense. Yeah. They're 104th in the red zone, 92nd in yards per play. They give up. They're 106 in both passing and rushing defense. Mm-hmm. So while you, Washington may have success this weekend running the ball, and I'd be interested. I don't know how you think. Do you are you at all concerned about how poorly Washington's played the last two weeks? No. You think it's just sleepwalking through that? Yes. Okay. That you get that big win at Oregon with Oregon, and now then you had Arizona State the next week mm-hmm. where they were losing. If it wasn't for a pick six, who knows how that game goes? Yeah, that's true. And then you had you were Stanford was probably a fourth down conversion away from possibly going mm-hmm. down and taking the lead. I mean, that fourth down conversion, he dropped the ball. It was wide open, just dropped it. So I'll be interested to see how Washington plays. Michael Penix hasn't played up to par where he's supposed to be at, but he could turn it all around this week. And I think it's a get-right game for him. That's is that yeah. how, how you leaning? I absolutely this. Yeah, this is going to be the easiest defense they'll play unless they play because I think they just play Pac-12 teams the rest of the way. This will be the easiest defense they'll play. Yeah, it's um, it should be. It's. It's nothing mm-hmm. that in any other team is, hasn't had success yet doing. Yeah. Every game that US, every team that plays USC, it's always a get right game for them. Mm-hmm. You ever feel? You ever notice that? Yeah, that's what it feels like these days. Who gives up forty nine to Cal? Yeah, does anybody yeah. who does that? Nobody. <laughs> and they somehow hey, what, still won. Well, it's because they didn't. Well, they'll, they'll give you up a bunch of points, but they'll play good mm-hmm. two point conversion defense. Ask Arizona that too. Yeah. But yeah, this is the primetime game on ABC as well. USC yeah. is a, or uh, Washington is a three point favorite right now. The over under is a ridiculous 76 and a half. 
which is crazy. I mean, that right there screams just take the under just because. But do you think Washington would cover that number? Um, I mean, I do you think they win? I think they win. Okay, I think they win. I, I, so I, I have a score prediction in mind. What are we thinking? I, so my prediction is they win 48 to 41. So you had the over. Yeah. Okay. I have the over just because I think USC can move the ball on almost anybody. Obviously, they struggled against. Um, Notre Dame defense, and Utah, but, you know, yeah, and well, Utah they still score, they've still put up 30 something points, you know what I mean? Well, take subtract seven away because one of them was a pick six, you're right, yeah, and then the other one they had short field off a turnover, mm-hmm. I think. And Caleb Williams went down and just scrambled one in, but yes, they yeah. are able to score points, yeah. So I, I I do think they make it look close on paper. I do feel like it's gonna feel like a blowout though, when you're watching the game. Is it more like junk time touchdown to try to cut the lead? I I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think we'll see like two touchdowns in the fourth quarter when they're already down big. It's almost like that Colorado game from earlier this year against them, where yeah. they were up big and Colorado cut it to seven, even though they were trailing the entire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I just the fa- the crowd's not gonna be an impact. Mm-hmm. Coliseum's never full. Yeah, which is pathetic. I and think it could be like. I mean, it looks it's gonna be all. Pur- it's gonna be purple. Is what it's gonna be. I don't think so. It's a long trip to make. But oh, um, they'll make the drive or fly. <laughs> that's not a drive. That's a flight. That is they'll a flight. Fly. They'll fly. Some of them might drive, but that's like Boston College fans going down to Miami for a week. That's a that's a flight. That is not a drive. <laughs> but um. A um, you know, like like against the Utah with the Utah game, USC finds ways to get some people in there. It won't look empty. No, but yeah, mm-hmm. it won't make an impact. Yeah, I like Washington to win forty-five to. Mm-hmm. Man, they may hang fifty on them. Change it fifty-two to forty. That's right. It'd be 92 yeah. points there. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I mean, yeah. All right. I mean, like I said, I wasn't that far off either from there. No. So, so we both like the over. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me, we're going to go on down to upset alert. Mm-hmm. Where uh, I have a whole bunch of games that we didn't talk yeah. about and where I have the number right now where they're at. Mm-hmm. One second here. Um, it's going to be Kansas, Iowa State. Iowa State yep. is minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. BYU at West Virginia minus West Virginia is currently a 10, uh, 11 point favorite right now. It changed. When Texas I- A&M at Ole Miss. Mississippi mm-hmm. Ole, or Ole Miss is a three point favorite. Arkansas at Florida. Florida yep. is a six point favorite. Wisconsin at Indiana. Wisconsin's a mi- at minus eight and a half. Nebraska at Michigan State. Nebraska is a three-point favorite. Penn State at Maryland. Sneaky game there because that's week before Michigan comes to town, and mm-hmm. Penn State has to go to Maryland. Penn State is a eight and a half point favorite. Oregon State at Colorado. Oregon State is a thirteen and a half point favorite. Out of that list, as we usually do, who is likely most likely to be upset? Who is going to dominate? And who 
doesn't cover but wins? So um, I'm going to start with who doesn't cover but wins. I think West Virginia uh, plays an actual pretty close one BYU. Uh, it's a long trip for BYU to make, but I think, you know, being their first time in Morgantown, I believe, first time in the series history, I think they keep it close with uh, West Virginia. Um, mm. When it comes to just outright domination, I think Nebraska is going to outright just kill Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan State, that's a, that's, I have a hard time calling that a football program anymore. Yeah. Um, that is a disaster with a television, <laughs> with a camera for a television pointed at it. Don't let him play trivia, though, before the game. <laughs> and um, uh, who I think gets upset, I'm in between two. I think either UF against Arkansas gets upset or Penn State at Maryland, only because UF is going to be playing a noon game in all black. Which is just that's funny. I'll be that's there. I'll be funny. at the game. I'll be You'll be at the game. game. You'll be seeing. Boots I on mean, the ground. They, they play good, kick. but I think they're gonna. You know, they also play. They put Missouri next weekend, right? Yeah. No LSU next weekend. Even worse. <laughs> it's it's just not. It's like the worst possible spot for Florida. You know what I mean? They have a jersey combo in the middle of the sun. It's actually you know? supposed to be really. It's. Like a high of 77, though, Saturday. It's, so it's, not, it's, it, the jer- yeah, it's not the heat. It's the, the sun that beats down on you is the worst part with the black. It just defeats the purpose of the black jerseys. On yeah. And then, night. you know, and it's also a really easy look-ahead spot, too, because you have Should they LSU. be looking ahead? Because if they, they lose, they probably should. They should not be looking ahead, but they just it absolutely could be a look-ahead spot. They just lost their top tackler, too, to a knee injury. Yeah. It shouldn't be a look-ahead spot, but when you look at sometimes, like, this is a look-ahead spot for a lot of teams for some reason. You just lost to a rival. They're looking at you got Sam a team that You got a team that throughout the season has not looked very good, and then you play another rival. Yeah, You, you know what I mean? It's a spot where people go, oh, well, we'll just we'll kill them in our new black jerseys. And then, and then you get guys struggling against Arkansas in the fourth quarter. Sam Pittman's However. Gonna- Put a brawl on it. KJ Dippers yeah. is going to run wild on him. I would lean Penn State at Maryland because Penn State has just looked underwhelming since the Ohio State game. Yeah, that's a very 50 50 game. Mm-hmm. I think Maryland is going to be able to cover that game. I think that number, I think Maryland covers. Yeah. Penn State's offense hasn't showed me anything in the game that they, Maryland always plays the big pony. If they always get someone at home, like it's one of the big three. They usually play them well at home. Yeah. So I'm going to take Maryland to cover that number. Mm-hmm. I think Penn State wins, but they don't cover. Um, Upset alert. Who's on big time upset alert? I would say probably either Iowa State just because you never know. Although – I think Iowa State wins outright and covers because mm-hmm. Kansas isn't going to – Kansas, this could be a classic letdown spot. Yeah. You just had a ginormous win. One of the biggest wins in school history at home. Now you go to Iowa State, and it just feels like a draw, letdown spot right there. But that could be one, or – I don't know why. I just keep thinking this one. I don't know why. Oregon State at Colorado just feels like – 
Pac-12 after dark upset right there waiting yeah. to happen. Just feels like it. Not no, that I it understand will, it. Yeah. But I don't – yeah. Who I think blows the team out, I think Mich- – yeah, Nebraska is going to go bowling and yeah. blow out Michigan State. They're gonna. You're gonna see Matt videos of Matt Rule dancing in the locker room. And they're they're yeah. gonna go viral. They're gonna crowd surf it. Yeah, it's gonna but, look uh, just like that video of um, Mac Brown. You yeah, know that video? Uh, I think that's all we got there, and we'll move on to our final segment, which is best bets. Guys, we went five and zero last week. Five and zero. I don't know how important that is, but. That's important. So we're 19, mm-hmm. 13, and 1. That's pretty and good. As usual, we got five best plays here for you. We got mm-hmm. Nebraska minus three. Virginia is a two point favorite this week against Georgia Tech. This just feels Georgia Tech's going to just lay, lay one right here. Yeah. So we're going to take the Cavaliers to win this one. I never thought I'd be saying that. Taking, let's bet on Virginia, but here we are Maryland plus eight and a half. Oklahoma State plus six, and give me Georgia minus 15 and a half. So, those are the best bets of the week. Hopefully, we do I well. I like those. Those are good picks. Those are good they're, picks. Of course, they're great picks. I thought of them. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, that's how we're going to wrap it up. Shorter episode, but I think an episode that was more concise than a lot of other ones we've done. Yes, for sure. Um, but as always, remember to, mm-hmm. to subscribe as well as watch and like the videos on YouTube. Subscribe to the Spotify channel if you're listening. Um, And get ready for a great week 10. This is going to be where November is where we start to separate the pretenders and the contenders. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you can have some fun in October and September, but now you're getting into the the grind of it, that that stretch where is it going to make you or break you? You know what I mean? So some of these teams down the stretch – Playoffs are going to sort themselves out, and we are in for a great weekend of football. Can't wait. Enjoy your Saturdays. Unless Dylan has something else to say. Nope, that's all. You guys have a great one. We'll see Mm -hmm. you Tuesday for a recap episode. Yep. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.